0: To this one's a doozy, I'm Kevin. And I'm Haley. And we talk about stories of mystery, true crime, and folklore of the unusual, unsettling, and oftentimes unsavory goings-on of our world today, yesterday, and long ago. Yay. Here we are. Yeah. Jumping right in.
1: We are. We were having a little giggle. We were. Before we pressed record.
0: Shouting rappers' names.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To our theme music.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It felt right in the moment.
0: It did. Maybe we'll keep it in this time. No, we won't do that. We won't. We won't do that. But someday, maybe behind the scenes, you'll you'll we'll we'll get some of that stuff. Do a supercut
1: yeah. of all of our bloopers. That's a, yeah, that's what we'll do, and just put them on Patreon because <laughs> I feel like our patrons will really love it. Yes, everyone else will be like, "Why? Why is this episode
0: <laughs> one hundred of this podcast?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, we're here, uh, yet another summer short.
1: Yes, indeed couple more weeks of these and we'll be back into our kind of full-length, regularly scheduled deal. That's right. So, yeah. Nice. I'm kind of like living it up for right now. Yeah. Because we're at the tail end of kind of your crazy, busy traveling for the mm-hmm. summer. It's true. But we're about to start school. Yes. And that's like a dead sprint for me. Yes. And so I'm like <laughs> trying so hard to get all of the summer shorts done so mm-hmm. I can get a little bit ahead so I can like plan school. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, Oh,
0: man. Yeah. Well, to jump right on in, my dear, what you got over there to drink?
1: So I notoriously get these just violent migraines. Mm-hmm. And after I get the, like, once the migraine has kind of settled, I get this very bizarre craving for Runza mini corn dogs and honey mustard. <laughs> yes. That's the only time I ever want those. Uh,
0: yes. You and have, Dr. Pepper. You have said that before. Uh, yeah.
1: Runza's closed. It is after 11 p.m. when we're recording, so Mm -hmm. I can't have that. But I can have a Dr. Pepper Zero in an ice water. Ooh, yes. The Dr. Pepper Zero is growing on me. Yeah. I have to say. That's good. Yeah, I kind of of side-eyed it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But as I've had a couple, I'm like, you know what? This is not bad.
0: Right. Kind of like the caffeine-free, sugar-free Mountain Dew. (laughs) Yeah. That was (laughs) so surprising to me. I'm like, what? Why do do
1: I love this? (laughs) What about you?
0: Yeah. So I, I dug around in the fridge for a second before I spotted another. I, I think I had this in a somewhat recent episode. Yeah. Another uh, pineapple truly. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite drink ever, but uh, it does only have 100 calories. Yeah. So I can.
1: We're a health podcast now. We're
0: apparently. Listen to us giving all this health you know, advice. We've had lots of water recently. <laughs> health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a salad yesterday. Wow! I know. I know. Look at
1: look at you go! Isn't that crazy? Can't stop you now.
0: <laughs> All right, my love, you got uh, not a feel good fact, not a headline hijinks. Correct, but.
1: Do you forget what the game is? For I it's
0: called it's called. Recommend
1: slash do not recommend. Oh,
0: that's all it that was called. I forgot. Literally
1: so simple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I legit was just thinking like, there's a name for this thing that we recommend things, but I don't remember what it's called. And we also
1: don't recommend things. And that's what, it, that's
0: like, what it's called. The name escapes my mind. Oof, okay. Yeah. Well, what, uh, what are we recommending today?
1: So I was thinking to stick with the kind of summer theme, camping, just mm. in general. Do you have any recommendations or do not recommendations Mm. for camping?
0: Um, yes. I so this one I feel like maybe many people will disagree with me on. I recommend only eating hot dogs roasted over an open (laughs) fire for the entire time that you're camping for all of your meals. (laughs) Other than marshmallows.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's my recommendation. We've had we've had Many a camping trip where yes.
1: uh,
0: that's literally all I eat, <laughs> and the only activity that I do outside of sleeping is reading a book
1: or roasting <laughs>
0: or, or roasting things. Yeah,
1: <laughs> tending to the fire.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's that's my recommendation for camping. What's yours? Or do not recommend. I guess.
1: Okay, so. My, my do not recommend is kind of like a double negative. Mm-hmm. So I don't recommend not putting on bug spray that will also deter ticks. Oh, because Lyme yes. disease is so scary to me. yeah, and the ticks are like out of control right now. So don't forget the bug spray.
0: yeah, to be fair, I always forget the bug spray. but mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I always remember it.
0: It's true you do. You do. And then you remind me to put it on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh yeah, I forgot for the last two hours we haven't been wearing any bug spray.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm also just petrified of just the overall biology of the tick.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's it's that's they're a thing.
1: disturbing little guys. Yeah. I don't I don't like them. So we yeah. You could
0: do a whole episode just on ticks, right? Isn't oh that, gosh,
1: I probably could. Tick borne illness. Wouldn't
0: that just make ugh. everybody's skin crawl?
1: That, ugh, yes. Okay. Mo- <laughs> let's move along. I had an actual shiver.
0: I started choking on my own spit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
0: All right. Well, now we've got all that out of the way. Mm-hmm. My dear, you got a story for us? What you, what you bringing out tonight?
1: Yeah. So we're back with another true crime story. Okay. In the 1980s, a television program called Joy Junction ran on the Christian television network and a few other small networks. It was a children's program where the cast of the show engaged in a series of games, as well as themed lessons from the Bible and musical performances. It hosted a whole cast of characters, from the host, Sheriff Don, all the way down to a ventriloquist and his puppet, Ron and Marty, respectively. On the surface, it was a happy show that taught memorable lessons, but it all came crashing down when the puppeteer, Ronald Brown, was busted with disturbing images and even more disturbing plans in the making. Oh, This is the story of the Joy Junction cannibal. Hang on, Kev. This one's a doozy. What? Uh... What? Yeah. What? I wish everybody could have seen your face. Oh my
0: gosh. That's not what I was expecting the third word of that sentence to be.
1: Yeah. So you're probably expecting this. I am going to offer a blanket content warning. This story involves several deeply disturbing elements, all of which focus on children. From my intro, I'm sure you can make a few educated guesses on what those elements are. As always, I won't be gratuitous with my explanations, but there will be several things that I kind of have to go into detail on, and they are rough, mm. like nightmare fuel for parents or people who like have a real soft spot for children. There are also sexual elements to the story as well. So all of that said, if that subject matter is not for you, we are happy to have you back next week. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Okay. So from what I could find, the show, Joy Junction, has been pretty much lost to time, and I think that was intentional. There are a few sites that feature clips from the show, and it's pretty easy to get a rough idea of the format. It was basically like a off-brand Mr. Rogers meets Game Show Games meets hmm. Bible Lessons. Okay. It's kind of a hodgepodge of all of those things. It's set in the fictional town of Joy Junction, and each of the cast members play a specific role in the program. It was nothing revolutionary, and the few clips that I've been able to watch reek of your average 80s to 90s small network children's show. Hmm. So Ron and Marty were not the stars of the show by any stretch. Ron and his puppet Marty would occasionally make their appearances between game segments as kind of like a transitional bit.
0: Oh, okay, sure.
1: Ronald Brown, the puppeteer from Largo, Florida, made a career in ventriloquism, particularly in Joy Junction and then various other children's programs and events around Pinellas County in Florida with his business called Puppets Plus. Hmm. He was also a regular at his church, uh, which is Gulf Coast Church, offering rides to kids who wanted to attend church for youth gatherings on Wednesday evenings, but whose families couldn't find transportation for them to get there. He also served in youth ministry and would host children's pizza parties in his home. Which I feel like hmm. that seems a little weird, even without what I'm about, what I already know. I guess yes, like Knowing an unchaperoned to as yeah. well
0: is like definitely setting off some alarms. Okay, I'd,
1: I mean we also have to remember that this was in the 80s and 90s, and just kind of the standard of um, of putting your guard up was different.
0: Mm, sure. Your guard was left sure, down with yeah. with
1: with people that you trusted. Yeah, and I feel like even. That's not really a thing as much anymore. Yeah.
0: Stranger danger was a little bit different back then.
1: Yeah. 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 So on the surface, he was just a typical children's performer and a guy who seemed to just love kids in general. But behind closed doors, Ronald Brown was a man with deeply sick and twisted fantasies that were darker than anyone who knew him could have ever guessed. Mm. Ronald Brown first caught the attention of police during a simple traffic stop on July 23rd, 1998. All was normal until the officer noticed a pair of little boy's underwear stuffed between the front seats of his vehicle. When asked about the underwear, Ronald explained that they belonged to him and he used them for his puppets, and so the deputy let him off with just a warning. Over the course of the next several years, various complaints would be made about Ronald's conduct and behavior coming from all kinds of people in proximity to him parents of preteen and young teenage boys would complain that Ronald had locked their children's bikes or skateboards inside of his mobile home, while others called police to inform them that he was creeping them out, disposing of, or perhaps hiding what appeared to be sex toys under his home. Oh, Very weird. Mm. And in 2010, another call came in when Ronald was seen driving a church van full of young boys. He did have the permission of the parents of each of the children, and so police really couldn't do anything about it, and charges were never pursued. Mm -hmm. But his true intentions would soon be revealed, and they would be so appalling and so shocking that it makes his other known behavior, as horrifying as that still is, look far less sinister when you compare the two. Oh, no. And this would start with the arrest of a man by the name of Michael Arnett in 2012.
0: Hmm. That is very recent, considering that the start of this story was... The 1980s.
1: Yeah, right. Late late 80s, early 90s. Crazy. So I know I offered a content warning up front, but from now until pretty much the end of this episode, the things that I'll be saying will be pulled directly from transcripts revealing conversations and descriptions of absolutely horrific child pornography. And so this is your last chance to not hear this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those things you can't unhear. Okay. So just be warned.
0: Yeah, this is intense now. It is. Good. Okay, here we go, because I've not heard any of these things. So I'm yeah, going to be the first to react.
1: Okay. Yeah. 38-year-old Michael Arnett was placed under arrest by Homeland Security Special Agents in Roland Park, Kansas, on May 23, 2012, following a search warrant that had been executed a week prior. This resulted in all of Arnett's computers being seized. Upon a search of Arnett's computers, investigators were able to recover an extensive amount of child pornography, as well as discussions on online forums and chat rooms with individuals around the country. These discussions involved graphic descriptions of kidnapping, sexually assaulting, torturing, murdering, and even eating children.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: These people were also part of creating and sharing sexually and criminally explicit images of children, including children in bondage. Uh, what appeared to be murdered and mutilated corpses of children, photos of children's genitals, and even a photo of what appears to be a two-year-old child bound and placed in a roasting pan in an open oven.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. And sidebar, the parent of that specific child, according to one article I read, basically was like, it was meant to be funny. It was a joke. Like, he would never hurt the children.
0: Oh, jeez. I'm
1: like, if that was my two-year-old.
0: That's not a funny joke.
1: There would be different legal matters to pursue. Yeah. Because I would be so furious. I would probably react. Yeah. Much differently than that.
0: <laughs> yes. That's
1: that's not funny on no. any planet.
0: No, that's messed and up. And at any
1: time. So yeah, I hated that so much. So the conversations between these people are honestly so grotesque and completely disgusting that I don't even have the words. And one of the people engaging in these discussions and exchanges was someone with the username U.E. Lime. And you guessed it, U.E. Lime was Ronald Brown's username. Mm. So I'm not going to read all of the conversations because frank- frankly, I don't think that I could bring myself to read all of this stuff out loud. Okay. Yeah. But for the sake of putting the depravity on full display and for painting a picture of just how horribly evil these people were, I feel like I have to share a little bit. Okay. Okay. So this was a chat posted by Ronald Brown about a two-year-old boy from his church. He discussed the desire he had to carve and cook him for Easter lunch. And when one person told him he could spend the day carving and preparing the body, Ronald said in part, quote, I would have the time to do it today if only I had him. I imagine his eyes would just be about ready to bug out, wet with tears, so scared and helpless. I imagine him wiggling and then going still, end quote. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Horrifying. Yeah. People are actually, like, he typed that. Yeah. And put that on the internet forever. And that's his,
0: that's what he wants to think about on Easter, huh? Yeah. On, wow, just, oh, my. Yeah, that's messed up.
1: Yeah, when asked how this child was doing by another user, Ronald replied with, quote, sadly, he is doing well. I wish I had him tied and gagged in the closet, end quote. Oh, my gosh, like, this little child would get brought up a lot. He was like obsessed with this little boy. When asked by another user if he'd successfully kidnapped that child and executed his fantasy, Ronald replied with, quote, no, I still want to eat him, though. He was looking good in the last pick that I got. End quote. Oh, he would take no. secret <gasps> pictures of him at church. Oh, gosh. At church.
0: Yeah. Unreal.
1: Ooh. When asked about the method of killing the child, he weighed out the pros and cons of different methods in graphic detail. In regards to the children that these people, like the other people tended to target, it was mostly based on appearance, but there was also a focus on demographic as demonstrated in this exchange. The discussion was about how trailer parks and low income neighborhoods are, quote, great breeding grounds for even small ones who aren't as well watched, end quote. This came after discussing a young girl who was allegedly kidnapped, murdered, and eaten by Arnett, saying, quote, she was better off being eaten anyhow rather than growing up any longer as a trailer park brat. End quote. Oh, they also gosh. referred to toddlers as little piglets. And while children of various ages were discussed and photographed graphically, the primary focus was definitely on the toddlers.
0: Oh my there's so much just like extreme like objectification to a
1: like very bizarre twisted degree yes
0: yes i'm like
1: it's hard to wrap your brain around right it really is so i think that for now is enough to demonstrate just how gross these people are yeah I have a sample transcript as well as a future appeal that I'll link in our sources if anybody wants to read more of them. But be warned that they get worse, like Mm. much worse than that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Shortly after Arnett's arrest and the forensic examination of his computers, 42 others were successfully connected to the chats thanks to a subpoena to yahoo.com, the site where a majority of the chats took place. The subpoena was able to grant usernames, email, and IP addresses, and things of that nature to investigators who quickly made contact with each of the participants. Which, this is awful, but the email that Ronald Brown used was linked to two other sites. A puppet speaker like site on a Florida school district website where he went and performed for students ages kindergarten through eighth grade. Oh my. And on a forum called cutedeadguys.net, which apparently is still online today, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody not to go there. I didn't. I would advise you to also not. Mm. And worse still, his bio on the cutedeadguys.net said that he likes them dead and young. And he boasted about being super intrigued by necrophilia since he himself was very young. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of just like extreme. There's like an extreme need for sex in like the ways that you are not to want it. Mm-hmm. Like just just horrendous. Not just only a, a, a sexual desire. Mm-hmm. But a horrendous specific sexual desire. Mm-hmm. Or I guess a few different specific That's ones.
1: that's only possible through creating victims. So this investigation was part of Operation Halitna, a large scale investigation into international pedophilia and child pornography that originated in Boston in 2010. Hmm. Brown's eventual arrest and trial would also be, as a result of this investigation, conducted by Homeland Security Investigations and the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. When this investigation started, each new perpetrator that was caught, arrested, tried, and convicted only led to more perpetrators being discovered, alerting. Oh, wow. for, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It was like a. A never-ending... Yeah, domino effect. Yeah, for sure. Which alerted multiple agencies to the prevalence of the risk of children across multiple countries in being exploited and targeted for all manner of gruesome acts that would be shared with countless other pedophiles online. Wow. When Ronald's home was raided as part of this particular sting operation, agents were able to get a hold of various forms of media, including Ronald's computer, DVDs, microdisks, cameras, and thumb drives. In his possession were hundreds upon hundreds of images of child porn, photos of dead children, including over 100 images of a young boy from Ronald's church who had passed away from a brain tumor, photos of the child in the hospital and in his casket at his memorial service after he'd passed away. Oh, my. That crosses he, he, such he, an unfathomable line yeah. to me.
0: Oh, my gosh, dude.
1: I feel awful for that family who had to learn that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't even begin to imagine how, what kind of a new wound that would open in their grief. Yeah. It's so infuriating. So they also found a blow-up doll dressed in little boy's clothing inside of his home. On top of all of that, they found Ronald's handwritten journals dating all the way back to 1978, detailing his darkest fantasies in graphic detail. An entry from 1993 described his obsession with another boy from his church, and in it he confessed to driving past the boy's middle school every day at 4 p.m. in hopes of catching a glimpse of him as he was leaving school. Oh my
0: gosh, dude, that's like so next level stalker crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. That's
1: like like almost like a snapshot of of the fantasy leaking into reality. Yeah. You know. He also detailed how he Liked another young boy, but, quote, got mad at him for losing interest in the puppets, end quote. The diary was an extra creepy element because they were truly formatted like a teenager's diary. Like the way that it was written was very youthful, Mm -hmm. which is fine when you're actually a child, but he was a grown man talking like he was a little kid. Yeah. Like he's a fifth grader writing about his crush or something. It's very strange. The day after his home was raided on July 20th, 2012, a 29-page criminal complaint was filed and Ronald Brown was charged with three counts of possession of child pornography, five counts of receipt of child pornography, to which he pled guilty in the middle district of Florida court on March 25th, 2013. On top of everything I've already shared, additional evidence submitted by the prosecutors included a photo of that little boy from his church that he had printed out and drawn on in the style of a butcher's diagram.
0: Oh. Like, you know how
1: the butcher's diagram of a cow will use black lines to label different cuts of meat? Yes. That.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Like, some of the labels Brown had written included steaks, shanks.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Disgusting. Yeah. Like, ugh. So, Assistant U.S. Attorney Amanda Kaiser noted, quote, Mr. Brown's interest is not just in children. It's in dead children, which is fairly unusual, end quote,
0: Hmm. which is
1: the understatement of the century, I feel like. Yeah. It was also revealed that Brown had sought out work in funeral homes in hopes of being around corpses, namely the corpses of children.
0: Wow. While dude. the defense
1: noted that his online oh. behavior was despicable, he never acted on any of his impulses. That was his defense. Like, everything he wrote, yeah, that's pretty bad. There's no defending it. But he never acted on it.
0: Well, except for all of the pictures and... Everything else that he was doing. Just let me present what the
1: defense said. I I don't disagree with you. So he also defense also said he has no criminal record, inspiring the defense to argue for leniency in the sentencing, which I understand defense attorneys have a job to do. Sure. And I don't envy this defense attorney's job at all. On July 29, 2013, District Judge James D. Whitmore sentenced Brown, who was 58 years old at this time, to 20 years in federal prison for all of the charges without the possibility of parole. He would also be required to register as a sex offender and would be assigned lifetime supervision upon his release from prison. Judge Whitmore said this at the sentencing, quote, perverted is not a strong enough word, Mr. Brown. Depraved is not a strong enough word. All the adjectives seem inadequate, end quote. Wow. And he closed with, quote, protection of the public is the final and perhaps the most significant aspect of this proceeding. The risk there is that obsession becomes something more than fantasy, end quote. Mm -hmm. In November of 2014, Ronald Brown appealed his sentencing, but his appeal was denied. Many have argued that this sentence is an infringement upon the right to free speech in the United States, but ultimately the man committed several crimes and the things that he put in writing in these chat rooms indicated what seemed to be a true desire to execute his fantasy in the real world and in a very real way. Mm -hmm. According to the Federal Bureau of the Prisons website, Ronald Brown died on August 5th, 2020 while serving his sentence. Peace out. Bye. Yeah. My goodness. So I think, I'm not going to grandstand, but I do think that stories like this, they're so hard to hear, obviously, but I kind of feel like we need to. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to be like, to hear just a snippet and be like, oh, I don't want to hear that. Like, that's terrible. I don't want to hear it. But the reality is that it's happening. Right. And whether we want to hear about it or not. Right. And so having a level of awareness of it as an issue and how prevalent it is because the operation Halitna was international. I think it was something like three or four countries where all of these things, I mean, it was like essentially a pedophile ring, but completely online. Yeah.
0: Well, and it, it, it reminds me of, we have friends who've done work in human trafficking and specifically in child prostitution. You
1: should say anti-human trafficking.
0: Well yes. <laughs> Thank you. But they, yes, they do work fighting human trafficking to make yes. it clear. Yes. But they're yeah, so they're they're notably aware of people who are illegally prostituting children mm-hmm. as sex slaves. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just an, a step further
1: mm-hmm.
0: in my opinion. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe there's a psychologist out there that would say maybe it's not quite like exactly one step, but I as far as I'm concerned, that's one step for. Well, it's
1: a slippery slope towards actually yeah. acting on it, which the judge alluded to.
0: Exactly, he was making it very clear that everything that uh Ron mm-hmm. had been doing up to this point was just shaking a pop can, just mm-hmm. shaking it, shaking it, shaking it until it needs to absolutely explode. Mm-hmm. And oh, to think that that went under the radar for. Thirty years, basically. Yeah. If his one diary was dated seventy eight, yeah, um that means that like there's no way he's the only one,
1: right? And that, well, just in that one operation, they busted forty two people, yeah. Just in that one specific part of the investigation, like that's crazy, yeah. All over the place,
0: yeah. So, in my mind, it's an important subject to breach, yeah, and to to talk about and to warn people. There's yeah, a, there's a warning here for all of us to be vigilant. Mm-hmm. So, oh, but yeah, my stomach was churning most of that. I haven't even drank my truly hardly at all. Cuz <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so upsetting.
1: Yeah, so if anybody does want to read the transcripts which include a lot of the chat room conversation, you can. We've linked it, but just be prepared that it's worse than what I read. Oh man. It's equally as bad, but I feel like once you do get past the the initial shock factor, of a story like this, I feel like there are plenty of like solid takeaways mm-hmm. that like people that are parents, people that aren't parents, that that you have yeah. kids in your life. This I feel like I can say with almost 100% certainty that this is not limited to children. That these kinds, obviously, I mean, this is a true crime podcast. We've talked about people like Ed Kemper. Right. We know that these kinds of torture, murder fantasies are very real. Mm-hmm. And they have very real consequences, and right. so I just think learning about it at least gives us awareness. Yeah. Hopefully, so hopefully, I managed to do that with this story. But that is what I have for you today.
0: Wow. Oh my goodness, yeah. I've said all that I think I <laughs> ought to say up yeah. to this point. Yeah. Fair. Um. And I, yeah, I think at this point we 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 can just push, be vigil, be vigilant, be aware. mm Hmm grow in your awareness look up information that needs to be known about this subject and how it creates further problems online Mm and and Mm -hmm. in other countries and all that kind of stuff well thanks so much for listening to the very unsettling unusual very unsavory story today Mm. cover the whole gamut we did my goodness if you are not already please make sure that you're subscribed this podcast on your favorite listening platform and that you leave a glowing five-star review those reviews help other people who like this kind of a podcast to find it um also make sure you connect with us on social media we are on instagram and tiktok at this one is a doozy and on facebook this one's a doozy podcast and if you want to connect with us even more directly you can join us over on patreon my dear watch tell them a little bit about that
1: yeah, so you can follow the link in our Instagram bio or our Facebook about section, or you can go to patreon.com slash doozypod. And for $5 a month, you can support our show. Supporters over on Patreon also will get access to our content ad free, as well as two monthly bonus episodes that are exclusive to Patreon listeners.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week for another doozy.
1: Bye.